Welcome back to another episode of R&R. As you might remember, R&R stands for Rachel and Robin, but it also stands for rest and relaxation. So that's what we're hoping is that these Friday podcasts will just bring you a little bit of rest and relaxation as you move into your weekend and that you find just what your heart needs here. So today you have me, Robin, and I am here to talk to you today about your word for the year. I don't know if you were listening back at the beginning of the year when we talked about why it's a great thing to pick a word for the year, but if you didn't listen to that podcast, first of all, I would encourage you to go back and do it. But if you did listen, um, Rachel and I talked about three reasons why we think picking a word for the year is a great thing. And one is that it's better than a resolution. It's better than all those shoulds. The second reason was, is that it helps you with your yeses. So once you have a word, it kind of points to what you're about, what your goals are, and it helps you know what to say yes to, but then also what to say no to. So your word can help free you up. And the third reason we said that picking a word for the year is a great thing is because it helps to give you a lens by which you kind of analyze or look at the world for the year. And for me, it always uh, helps me think about what God is doing in my life. And at the beginning of the year, I uh, talked a little bit about the word that I'd picked and why. And here's what I wrote. I said, as I pondered and prayed about my word for 2020, I couldn't help but acknowledge my deep desire to live in greater harmony with God, myself, my loved ones, and those God puts in my path. But how and what word could help me achieve this goal? Oddly enough, it was an old hymn that helped me answer this question and pointed to my word for 2020. I found myself in the lyrics of, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. I hope you've heard that old song. If not, YouTube it. But in that, it says, Prone to wonder, prone to leave the God I love. See, I am always moving, I realized, either toward God and the good things and people in my life, or away from Him and them. So that's why this year in 2020, I chose my word for the year to be step because I wanted to be conscious of stepping towards the good things in life. So specifically for me, as I wrote, that meant that I would step closer to God every day in prayer and his word and simply trusting that he would light my path and guide my steps. It also meant that I would step towards my husband every day by choosing kind words and by encouraging him to be the person that I know God has created him to be. I ended that writing by saying, I won't take any of these steps perfectly, but I will be intentional. I will simply strive to take daily steps in the right direction, no matter how small they will be. So here I am. It's May. And as you know, I would say that uh, my life has definitely taken a turn in a direction that I wasn't expecting. And if I'm honest about um, would never have probably chosen for myself. But as always, I am learning and relearning that God doesn't lead me anywhere, that he isn't stepping before me. And so I just wanted to spend a few minutes with you today updating you on really how this idea of using this word of the year, and specifically that third thing that I talked about, how it gives us a lens to see what's God, how God is at work in our lives, how that's just been such a source of peace and comfort and encouragement to my soul. So specifically today, I really just wanted to give you two ways that God has really surprised me 
and enlighten me with this word step. I don't know about you, but when you think about stepping, I always think about that as forward movement. Like I said, I wanted to take a step towards God. I wanted to take a step towards my husband and to other people that I love. I want to take a step towards how God has gifted me and to use that passion and those talents and resources well. But what I never considered is that sometimes taking a step towards God would mean that you have to take a step backwards. And what I mean by that, to give you an example, um, is specifically Matthew. On April 14th, when I dropped him off at the front door of KU Hospital and had to drive away and leave him there with his fresh new cancer diagnosis, about three hours old, I looked over at my husband and just said, I, I just, I just want to die. I would rather die than have to leave him here and have to experience all of this. I didn't sit there very long, but it was heartbreaking nonetheless just to know that he was going to be alone. And in him being there alone, he was going to have to step up and he was going to have to do all those things in the hospital that I had done for him. He was going to have to find his voice. He was going to have to advocate on his own. He was going to have to make sure that he was fine because I couldn't do that. So naturally, that meant that I had to take a step back, a big step back, because I couldn't even be there. And as I was talking to my friend Denise, which you guys have all become quite familiar with, her and her wisdom, um, she mentioned something to me. She said, you know, Matthew always called you the quarterback of his team. And I understand how this could be hard for you because as the quarterback, you have been benched. And I laughed and I thought, wow, is that not exactly how it feels? It's like I am on the sideline and I can't get in the game. I have taken a huge step back. And in that moment, that precious moment sitting on my bed, I heard God say to me, I am the better quarterback. And I just sat there in the peace and I told Denise what had happened. And I realized that sometimes for me to move forward with God, it requires me to step back. It required me to step back and stop trying to control everything with Matthew's care like I have done for the last three years. And I truly just had to sit on the sidelines and let him be the quarterback and trust truly that out of his love for all of us, his way is better. His game plan is better. And he is the better, the true, the only really quarterback. And secondly, the other thing that this whole sitting with the word step has taught me in the last few weeks is something that is talked about in Proverbs 16, 19. It says this, it says, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So in the midst of all the fear and the disappointment, as well as the happiness and the joy that the last month has brought, I have found such peace in knowing that I am exactly where God would have me. This is where he's led me, but he hasn't led me here alone. He's with me. He's with Matthew. The Bible says he goes before me, that he's all around me. And so 
the comfort I take in that and <laughs> choosing a word step when I had no idea where God was going to ask me to step into is that this right here remains true. That no matter what the day brings, whether it's great news like we've been having with Matthew or whether it's like terrible news that we got on April 14th, that the Lord is determining my steps. As his child, I never have to wonder how this ends. It ends with my beautiful inheritance as his child of God. So I don't know where God's asking you to step, where he's asking you to go, but I do hope that wherever that is, that you can rest assured that he goes with you, he goes before you, and that you are loved. Thanks, friend, and I hope you have a great weekend. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself. Mm